Hi, this is Daniel Williams, host of the MGMA Insights Podcast. I want to share an exciting offering from MGMA, the Transformative Healthcare Delivery Certificate Program. It's an in-depth online learning experience December 6th through the 7th that provides healthcare leaders with the mastery of accountable care organizations, clinically integrated networks, commercial value-based care programs, and CMS's value-based care programs, including MIPS and APMs. So go to mgma.com events to attend this certificate program December 6th and 7th. And now, on to our podcast. Hi, it's Friday, November 11th. I'm Daniel Williams, and this is the MGMA Week in Review, where each week we bring you some of the most important, interesting, and inspiring stories happening in healthcare leadership and medical practices today. Our first article looks at some staffing news. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics data, it took until September 2022 for the healthcare industry to return to pre-pandemic levels of employment, led by significant gains in ambulatory clinic hiring. However, increasing care demands from newly eligible Medicare beneficiaries, patients who gained coverage through ACA market plans, and patients who delayed or deferred care in the worst months of the pandemic mean that getting back to February 2020 levels it's just the start of ensuring enough healthcare workers nationwide. In February 2021, Amy Scanlon, MD, joined as medical director of UC Health Coordinated Care in Colorado. It's a clinically integrated physician-led organization composed of more than 600 clinicians across the state. The organization has small and large medical groups and even a few solo practitioners participating in its value-based arrangements. Most of the investments that we've made have to do with care coordination and building a care management team, Scanlon said. Medical coding also requires investment around education and auditing to ensure accurate data to be used by the central data and analytics team. So how do you help in HR embracing new staffing needs? For Scanlon and her team, it's tackling new approaches to care delivery, and it's meant incorporating some elements of concierge medicine. Also, having navigators to help patients move through the health system effectively. Currently, the organization is piloting an RN-led annual wellness visit program with care managers, allowing them to focus on the needs of patients with high complexity care needs and better manage their care experience. When it comes to hiring for those types of positions, it means working more closely with human resources team members when recruiting. As these roles are not going to fit any of the job descriptions that HR has previously used, Scanlon said. If you're looking for more information on staffing and other issues, and if you want to be part of the discussion, sign up for MGMA STAT and make your voice heard 
in our weekly polls. You're going to sign up by texting STAT to 33550 or visit mgma.com STAT. Polls will be sent to your phone via text message. Next up is some regulatory news. An update this week for provider relief funds. Practices that spend a total of $750,000 or more in federal funds, including provider relief fund payments during their fiscal year, are subject to single audit requirements. The Health Resources and Services Administration recently announced the availability of a commercial audit reporting portal. Commercial entities may log into the portal with the same username and password as the PRF reporting portal. Nonprofit organizations should continue to submit their single audits to the Federal Audit Clearinghouse. I'll provide links to this in the episode show notes. I'll leave you this week with an excerpt from the recently released Framework for Workplace Mental Health and Well-Being Report that was conducted by the Office of the Surgeon General. The COVID-19 pandemic brought the relationship between work and well-being into clearer focus. Workers across the world reported feeling more stressed in 2021 than they were in 2020. In a separate 21 survey of 1,500 U.S. adult workers across for-profit, non-profit, and government sectors, 76% of respondents reported at least one symptom of a mental health condition, and that was an increase of 17 percentage points in just two years. However, there is a silver lining what's happened during this pandemic and as we emerge from it. Among these same workers, 7 in 10 reported that their employer is now more concerned about the mental health of workers than before. While the pandemic did not create these work conditions, it did worsen many of them. Rates of anxiety, depression, social isolation, job burnout, and insecurity related to food, housing, and income rose between March 2020 and mid-2022. The Kaiser Family Foundation found that 62% of health workers surveyed reported that pandemic-related worry and stress negatively affected their mental health, while nearly 50% of health workers reported the pandemic negatively impacted their physical health, including sleep issues and frequent headaches. Also, I'd like to add that workplace well-being efforts, according to the report, have notable effects on organizational costs. For example, those associated with reduction in absenteeism and annual health care claims. Organizations that focused on worker well-being have also reported higher productivity and retention rates. The, the report goes on to say that creating an environment where workers' voices are supported without fear of job loss or retaliation is an essential component of healthy organizations. I will provide a direct link to the entire report in the episode show notes. You can keep up with the latest industry news by subscribing to the MGMA Insights newsletter. 
You can go to mgma.com slash insights newsletter to subscribe today. And if you have a healthcare story you want to share with us, email us at podcast at mgma.com. This has been the MGMA Week in Review. I'm Daniel Williams. Thanks and have a great weekend.